0: Welcome to the Corona Premier Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Presented by Corona Premier. With only 2.6 carbs and just 90 calories, it's the light beer you've been waiting for. Also presented by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. And by Erskine Park Golf Course, Elbel Park Golf Course, and Studebaker Park Golf Course. Now, here's Darren Pritchett Good morning, everyone. It's a Saturday morning on
1: Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We welcome you to the Corona Premier Golf Show on your home of the Fighting Irish. We're also streaming live right now at WSBTRadio.com, plus on our free WSBT Radio app. If you don't have the app, it's very simple. Just go to the iTunes or Google Play Stores, search WSBT Radio with the app. You can listen to our programming live. Also, our podcasts are available on demand. My name is Darren Pritchett, the host of Sports Day AM weekday mornings from six to nine here on WSBT Radio, and I'm joined by my longtime co-host of the promo- the Corona Premier Golf Show here on WSBT Radio. He is the owner at Blackthorn Golf Club in South Bend. Tim Firestone. Well, Tim, I'm looking at the forecast for next week. Monday, sunshine, seventy-eight. Tuesday, sunshine 80, and Wednesday, sunshine 84. Does that make you a little giddy?
2: (laughs) It's about time. If we can do 500 players a day, we might catch up. But um, it's been a tough spring. But, yes, finally, looks like a great week of golf. Good stretch.
1: It's funny, being out at Blackthorne on Thursday, I was around the – eighth tee and a threesome came through and the pin was just about 10 feet from the left side of the green so it was a really small target the first guy comes up just maybe two feet short so he's got a 10 foot chip no problem the next two guys knock it to five feet so obviously blackthorn's getting really easy Tim we may have to toughen it up a little bit I didn't realize it was so easy out there
2: well, that's a pretty good shot. I know I wasn't in that group, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a that that hole gets very interesting when that pin's way left over there, uh, hitting the right club, and then that, that definitely it's a tough putt to make too, as much as that breaks from right to left over there. But um, I'm glad you were there to witness it.
1: I'll tell you what the one thing about a couple of the par threes at Blackthorne. For example, you look at number eight, and I think also 16 falls into this category. They are not long holes for you know good players. you got a wedge probably in your hand, maybe a nine iron for other people. So it's not like it's a long shot, but I think the designers of your golf course did something very, very smart. They made the target small. Tim, if it's a huge green, those holes are probably fairly easy for the average golfer, but even for good players. There is not a lot of depth in those greens. In fact, when I stand on the tee, number 16 at Blackthorn, now it reminds me in a way without water and without pretty flowers around, but it reminds me of the 12th at Augusta National because you've got that nine iron wedge shot. It's a very small, thin green that's also long. So it always reminds me of that particular hole. But I just like the fact that even though they're 130, 135-yard holes, it's not like it's just a gimme par. It takes some pretty good marksmanship to get the right proper distance to land the ball, the golf ball, on the green because that's just not a given on those two holes.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is, you know, you're hitting towards a westerly, wind probably 80 percent of the time um and so not only is it a thin target area but you have the trees behind the green so depending on how high you hit it or how low you hit it um you also could have some significant wind to manage uh as well but that's definitely what makes those uh, holes challenging it's not the length of those holes and um i think you're right we got a nice variety of par threes uh black term where you hit different shots it's not like you're hitting the same Uh, iron on every single par three which is kind of cool.
1: So let me ask you this let's talk about the other two par threes at Blackthorn for just a second you've got number three and number 13 I love number three just because of the the huge mound that runs through the middle of that particular green and you can have a lot of fun with pin placement on that particular hole. Plus, I think it's just a challenging golf shot. And then you've got also the 13th, which is a little longer par three, but you've got a big green to shoot at. Which do you think is the most difficult of those two par threes? Would you go with number three, which is a little shorter than 13, or would you go with 13? I'm curious because I think the third green makes the decision a little more difficult, which is the harder of the two par threes.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, you kind of hit on the head earlier. It's really about the pin position on each of those holes. If you have 13 with that back pin, you know, compared to three with a front pin, then 13 is going to be harder. Um, but, man, uh, they're both, I would say, uh, very similar in scoring average if you look at it, um, but uh, two completely different holes. Um, but uh, I would give three the edge of just being a little bit harder hole hole than 13 because on 13 – Uh, Even if you kind of hit a a low worm burner, uh, (laughs) a lot of times that ball will jump forward. I've seen some ugly shots there that have ended up pretty good. Where on three, you you have the, you know, the hazard in front, you're not going to get away with it. Um, So I would say three is a little bit more challenging than 13, but both great par threes.
1: Someday when you win the lottery... And you can just throw, you know, a little extra money at the golf course. I would love to see a pond in front of three where that brush is right now. I think that would make it an absolutely beautiful and spectacular par three.
2: Yeah, and I think it would help with pace of play because yeah, uh, when people hit it in there and they see it go in the water, they're not down there hunting around for, you know, ten minutes looking for their golf ball, you know, in that wetland area. So I think it'd be a good addition.
1: We'll just start a donation hat then at the golf course. How about that? There you go. <laughs> we'll Tim
2: fires the uh, project uh, engineer on that Aaron. Okay. You can oversee that project.
1: You don't want to see me try to uh, drive a loader. I have avoided doing that at the <laughs> golf course. I I would like to keep the loader in one piece. That is one piece of machinery I will not touch. At the golf course. (laughs) Plus, I think that's John's baby out there. If that got a dent, there would be a a major problem. Tim Firestone's the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club in South Bend. I'm Darren Pritchett. Let me ask you an odd question. Like I said, just hypothetically, if you won the lottery, you had a chance to throw some money at the golf course. If you could change one hole at your golf course, and you can change all of it, any part of one particular hole, is there anything that comes to mind right off the top of your head when I ask you that?
2: I would like to change number five. Um, I think that while it's clearly kind of a signature hole with the oak tree, you know, in the middle, um, I think that it's, uh, it, it's almost an unfair hole, especially to the average golfer, where if you hit it to each side of the, uh, the pine tree or the oak tree, there's very little fairway. So even if you hit a good tee shot, you're most likely going to end up in the rough. Um, and as you know, the rough can get kind of nasty out there, and then you're hitting a hundred, mm. you know, 70 yard shot out of the rough into a very, very narrow, tiny green that's very well bunkered. I've always thought it would be great to turn that hole into a par five mm. uh, and putting the tees back and then where the uh, bridge – Uh, goes over on you know like seven there's land back there
0: Mm.
2: um, and move the green on the other side of that ravine and make that hole a par five and then turn seven uh, into a par four so i think that was the first thing that comes to mind on on the change i would like to make uh, to the golf course
1: hypothetically I mean, this is totally a hypothetical shot in the dark. How much would something like that cost? I have no idea. Do you have a ballpark idea?
2: Oh, I think it would be six figures for sure. Uh Um, Yeah, I would say at least $100,000, I would be my guess. Um, Depends on how much John could do in-house compared to what we'd have to, you know, sub out to other contractors. Uh Yeah. but, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, it wouldn't be that difficult. I mean, there'd be some irrigation that would have to be ran. Um, you know, we could grow the other green in on the other side um, yeah. while we were still playing that as a par four. So it's not like we'd have to close the course down. Um, but uh, that's uh, really not uh, on the uh, radar right now <laughs> for the capital improvements at Black Star. Um, <laughs> But uh, I think you'll see a big change with number one. uh, With the houses being built on the right side of one, we're moving that tee box over to the uh, small putting green. That was by the cart staging area. So that'll turn into a much uh, uh, harder hole to start off with. Uh, But the hole really shapes up very nicely uh, from there as well. True dogleg left, um, hitting out towards the tower. um, And uh, I'm excited to get that in play here later
1: this summer. Funny you should mention that. That was on my list of things to ask you about because I think that tee being moved, I guess it's about I don't know 30 35 yards to the left, it totally changed the way you play that hole. I, for me, Tim, the normal tee that you still have right now, what the tee that everybody has played for years with all that room out to the right, it was a pretty nice place you could fade the golf ball You could aim it down the left side, and if you pushed it out to the right, you still had a lot of real estate. So it was a really good shot for someone that fades the golf ball. Now, Tim, with that tee eventually moving over to where the putting green is, to me, you really need to have a draw to have the type of shot you're looking for to get the ball down the fairway further. So I think it's kind of cool that number one now feels like a totally different golf hole with that new tee being developed.
2: There's no question. And again, you're hitting right into a normal westerly wind. So, you know, you got the wind uh, to contend with. You are a little bit higher elevated than the other tee box, but there's no doubt about it. The right to left shot is what you want to play there uh, for sure. However, if you do spray, to spray it a little right, I think there's still room over there to hit it up kind of on the hill there um, on the right, Um but, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely for the, the, the better player and the longer hitter who can hit it right to the left, they could still get it down there, you know, inside of 150, 125 yards, no problem uh, with a good tee shot from up there.
1: And if you have a little trouble with your tee shot and you hit it to the left and if you don't hit it very far, you could actually be behind those trees that separate one and nine. I think that tree line is more in play than it ever has been.
2: Yeah, I agree, especially in those bunkers on the left as well. Yeah. People that maybe think they can carry those bunkers, that is a much longer carry from there than it was from the other tee box. Um, the only thing we need to worry about is um, um, maybe putting up some uh, yeah. um, trees behind that ninth green just in case anybody really snap hooks one um, with people being there on the ninth green. So yeah. got to kind of monitor that and see what the, the shots are and have uh, people probably uh, before we open that tee box um, you know get some different level of players just to hit shots to see where the tee balls are kind of ending up and where the protection we may need and um, get an idea and a feel for for that hole but I I really do think people are going to enjoy that hole uh, especially you know sitting right below there of you know the new patio that we built uh, last year with people kind of looking down watching people tee off so um, it'll be uh I think I can see it being a, an exciting uh, atmosphere there, especially when you have uh, you know groups of guys in town playing uh, in a tournament, getting harassed. So, should be interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. On Monday, I think there was probably seven or eight groups of buddies that came over from Chicago to play Blackthorn because we were working around the clubhouse and one guy, you know, started up a conversation and told us, you know, we could all come over to Chicago and, you know, fix his landscaping and and take care of him. And, and there was a huge contingent of guys that came over from Chicago. And I know that's something that's really happening more than ever, Tim, your golf course is becoming not just a local attraction. It's really a Midwest attraction.
2: Yeah. Which is great. And that particular group has been coming here for man, I think 25 or 26 years. And they come once in the spring and once in the fall. Um, And then actually a couple of those guys have other groups they bring out. So we have, um, boy, I don't know, probably 50 or 60 groups a year, maybe more that kind of come annually and bring out anywhere from 12 to 24, you know, 32 guys, you know, to play. They'll play here. They'll play at the Warren. Um, You know, they may play. Uh, at Erskine or Albel, um, but uh, it's really been uh, – we've been fortunate on how well the golf course has been received kind of in the Midwest and uh, the reputation that we
1: have. Tim, one more question about what you're doing on number one with that brand-new tee. Fans and golfers who come out to Blackthorne and are very familiar with that first hole, there are three sets of tees that you've had – for that first toll, and now we're talking about where the putting green was. That's where the new T is going to be. Are you keeping any of those three T's or are they all going away due to the development that's taking place not too far away?
2: No, we'll keep the other tees. Um, the, the 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 number one T as as it is now will stay. The other T what does the old Blarney Hole T when you play the Blarney Hole tee up on number one, that is already gone and has become a lot. So. That one will be gone, but we'll keep that set down below, um, and we'll, we'll have the tee box, you know, up top, obviously. So we'll have two sets of tees, um, and we just got to kind of monitor, um, you know, when we're playing, um, you know, what tees and, 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 and mix it up accordingly because it's not a real big tee box, Darren, so you got to be careful with wearing her tear, you know, on that tee. But I would say we keep, you know, the forward tee, the ladies' tee, all the way forward where that tee box is. And then we probably would have our next setup uh, of tees probably on the very front box of that tee down below. Mm-hmm. And then we would have the two sets of, uh, you know, our regular men's tee. And then the championship tees would be back up top
1: um, uh, on number one. It's a great look from there. When you're on that new tee and you look at the fairway, it just looks totally different. It feels like you're looking down at the fairway. I just think it makes that hole look totally different. I think it's a spectacular start now to your golf course.
2: I agree. I can't wait. I think it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for folks just with the way the carts are going to go and and how to get to your ball and all that type of stuff. But I think once people get used to it, they'll really like it.
1: Well, in the reserve, they've had like two people holding those stop signs for traffic through there. So maybe you can hire one of those guys to kind of help with all that cart traffic early on. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I don't think I can afford that. Just <laughs> making thirty bucks
1: an hour to hold the sign. Holy cow! Wait a minute. I'm have to find a job application for that. That's that's pretty doggone go. good. Just hey, we're gonna do nothing. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick time out. when we come back. I want to ask Tim about the new development that is taking place where the blarney hole used to be it is the reserve at blackthorne if you've not been out to blackthorne in a while while well, the area looks totally different and it is a really spectacular look now to the golf course with some housing that has been developed and i if i'm not mistaken i believe the first person has moved into their house we'll get all the details on that from tim in just a couple of moments tim firestone darren pritchett with you this is the Cro- the corona Premier golf show on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is the Corona Premier Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, the live stream up and going at WSBTradio.com and the WSBT Radio app, along with the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club in South Bend, Tim Firestone. My name is Darren Pritchett. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning again. We have a terrific forecast for the upcoming week, so we encourage you to get out and play a little golf, clean off those golf clubs, I guess get the cobwebs off of them, and let's play some golf, including out at Blackthorn. Of course, Blackthorn has a website that you can always go to for the latest information, and tee times, blackthorngolf.com. If I'm not mistaken, Tim, after all these years, I should know that on the back of my hand. It should be written down.
2: (laughs) That is
1: correct, sir. All right. Let's talk about the reserve at Blackthorne, Tim, for a couple of moments. Again, the old Blarney hole is gone, and now you have a housing development that has really been pushing forward rather quickly over the last year. First off, let's take a step back. How did you come up with the idea to start building some houses just off the first fairway at Blackthorne Golf Club?
2: Well, I think... You know, as, as the novelty of that um, practice hole kind of wore off uh, with folks and, you know, golf um, rounds were taking longer, uh, it really kind of people lost interest in playing that hole and we were just basically paying to maintain it uh, without really generating uh, any revenue from it or, or it really having any um, uh, real effect from a marketing standpoint. Um, so we started thinking of different ideas of what we could do with that land. We um, went ahead and had it, um, um, we, we sectioned off about 13 and a half acres. Hard to believe it was, it's that much, but it mm. is 13 and a half acres there. And we rezoned that and we looked at a couple different options. We looked at putting in a, a hotel, um, and uh, that uh, ultimately did not work out. And then um, uh, worked with um, Andy Place, with Place Builders, about the concept. Um, You know, obviously I'm not a home builder, um, so um, or I've never done a development before. So um, kind of picked uh, their brain and and worked with them in in developing the concept. And then got hooked up with an engineering firm, and and they did a layout for us. And we kind of explained what we were envisioning. And, um, you know, it it, it took quite the process, Um, not only uh, does it take a long time anyway, but also then with COVID and everything else and the government being shut down and getting approvals and all that, but uh, finally got rocking and rolling, I would say, 2020 um, with construction and and, uh, developing and, um, you know, putting the streets in and doing all the excavation work Um, and just you know, from a, a, a strictly financial play, Darren, it was probably uh, by far the most uh, opportune thing to do with that land um, was the housing uh, development. Uh, there are not, um, if I'm, I mean, I, I, if you think about Nowood and Jude Creek and, and some of the other courses that do have homes on, those, mm-hmm. those have been full uh, for quite some time. So they are not... Uh, any uh, golf course lots uh, available in our area. Um, and then uh, I think a couple of that with the popularity of Blackthorn, um, And then also uh, back to what we were talking about in the first segment of having the rental income opportunity uh, for folks uh, who may want to you know do an Airbnb where we would use their homes uh, for these groups that are coming in rather than staying in hotels there's a financial uh, incentive to, to folks buying in there. Um, Blackthorn is actually building one and uh, probably will start another one immediately after that one uh, that we'll use for stay and play packages. Hmm. Um, so not only a great golf course living, you you have access to the golf course. Uh, if you live in, in the reserve, you're allowed to have your own golf cart. So you can just buzz right over. It comes with two memberships uh, to the golf course and, um, So you can, you know, come out and play, hit balls. Um, The old Blarney Hole putting green, (laughs) um, we left there. Um, And uh, if you live in the reserve, you can use that putting green to to practice on. Um, It'll be open just to those residents. Uh, So that's kind of a cool touch. Um, And, um, you know, we're up, I think we've sold, uh, of the 36 lots, I think we've sold probably... Sold our deposits on 14 or 15 of them. Uh, We have our first uh, couple moved in uh, maybe two weeks ago. Um, And uh, we've got two more scheduled to move in here in the next couple weeks. Um, So it's really kind of off and running here and um, excited about uh, the opportunity and and, uh, certainly um, uh, think there's great potential uh, for this development. Um, I will say today and tomorrow, if anybody's interested, we do have a spec home open in the showcase of homes um, from one to six, I believe it is, uh, today and tomorrow, uh, as well as next weekend. So I would encourage anybody listening that wants to come check it out, you can see one of our our model homes um, and uh, kind of see what the view looks like um, uh, from the development to the golf course. Every lot will have a golf course view. Um, some of the lots, uh, are actually right on the golf course. Uh, those are a little bit more expensive, uh, but we have lots starting as low as 55,000. Um, and, um, um, I think that, uh, you know, we're starting to see some decrease in, uh, construction, you know, lumber and some of the yeah. other things. Um, so that's helping. Um, but, um, you know, I think that, uh, with the housing market, the way it is and, And people looking for product, uh, this would be, I would encourage everybody at least come take a look at Blackthorn.
1: I know most people know this, but just for some individuals that aren't familiar, Tim, if you are pulling into the driveway or the parking lot at Blackthorn Golf Club, where is the reserve located?
2: So when you pull into Blackthorn off of Nymphs, you normally would kind of edge to the left to go up to the clubhouse. On this one you'll you'll turn to the right and then about i'd say i don't know a couple hundred feet down on your left will be the entrance into the development um so it's right there kind of by the main entrance and it goes all the way up uh the hill uh back towards the bypass and has a cul-de-sac at the end um and then you come on um, back down and and exit out of the same way
1: Mm. so tim when you think back you mentioned that the idea for the hotel didn't work out, and then you decided to create the reserve at Blackthorne with these houses right off the first fairway. When you put all this together, when you started thinking about putting all this together, what was your ultimate goal? I mean, this is the type of place that obviously can be for anyone, but if you're a golfer, I mean, this is exactly what a lot of people have dreamed of is having a house right on a golf course. So when you started to put all this together, were there some things that you felt like you had to do or you wanted to do as someone that is a golfer yourself? And if you live there, things that you might want.
2: Well, yeah, I think, you know, uh, clearly number one was, you know, keeping that putting green there. Um, and having that a part of the community. Uh, we wanted to make uh, the community accessible um, to the clubhouse uh, and to the driving range uh, for folks. So we have, you know, we're allowing the outside carts. I think the other thing you know, for us personally uh, at Blackthorn was not only the selling of the, of the lots, um, but for us again was to create the opportunity to market Blackthorn Uh, you know, as a stay-and-play golf course to these Chicago and Detroit and other folks that are coming down uh, and give us an opportunity to, you know, increase rounds and revenue uh, by having these houses uh, built right there on the golf course. Um, So that was a part of it as well. Um, And, you know, again, as as you know, working out there uh, on the crew, uh, our crew will be maintaining the HOA as far as mowing, snow removal, um, all of those things uh, the HOA provides for the homeowners, we're able to do that in-house. Um, so that becomes a revenue generator uh, for us as well. Um, so it was really kind of a perfect storm as far as uh, getting the biggest bang for the buck uh, as we first uh, put it out, uh, uh, you know, to, to uh, put it out there to kind of consider was all the different revenue streams that it could provide for us.
1: Uh, in the future. I love the putting green that you kept in the reserve. In fact, on Thursday, I was mowing the collar in that area, and there was a gentleman with a bulldozer that was moving dirt around in one of the, the new construction areas. He came over and and was talking. He was more curious about how we take care of the golf course and how often we cut this, how often we <laughs> cut that. But the putting green is a wonderful touch, and it's not like it's just flat. It's not like it's just a putt-putt flat golf green i think the great thing about it is there's some little undulations and stuff so it's actually a great place for people to go and practice and you know what it might be eight o'clock at night you can go out and put around a little bit i think it's a great idea tim i think it was a great touch to keep that so i'm just wondering did you model this after any other golf community that you possibly researched or ran across or was this the engineers you hired that picture this and this is how it turned out by what they saw
2: Yeah, I would give all the credit, really, to the engineering for Abandon Marsh, uh, who did this for us. Um, You know, I kind of left it up to them um, to kind of come up with the concept as it fit the land and the lot that we had. Um, And, you know, I'm sure they probably did research some other golf communities. um, But I really left it up to them, and it came with, you know, probably three or four different, designs and and ultimately this is the one that we we settled on but um i thought they did a great job um in the way the homes are laid out to ensure that everybody uh has a golf course view um so you know one of the things that they came up with for example is that we don't allow two-story homes uh for the courses that are the bots that are right on the course Mm -hmm. so that way on the other side of the street those are all two-story homes uh-huh. with decks on the top floor uh that can see right through you know they're kind of scattered the way the houses are built plus you're at elevation and um, so you can see right down and have a great view of the dock course, either number one the clubhouse driving range uh, etc
1: that's a really good idea and you know what i've been by that area a million times and i had not noticed that that's a really smart idea so tim for someone that might be interested you mentioned that saturday and sunday that there are opportunities to go through a spec home is the process something that you can kind of start if someone's interested in taking a look at a lot and interested in, in buying a house i mean how in depth is the process do they have a lot of options on the type of house they can build can you just give a a small sample of what someone might expect if they went out to check out this area
2: Yeah. So the, the model that we have uh, done currently, and that is open will be a two story um, model. Um, The website, um, the reserve at blackthorn.com has the different layouts for the, the branches and for the two stories. Those are just kind of a starting point. I would say, um, the the majority of the homes that we're building right now are are definitely customized um, from those original floor plans. They're not just cookie cutter. They all have kind of their own, uh, you know, tweaks as the homeowner uh, likes certain things. So the floor plans, you know, a lot of these golf communities, you're stuck, you know, with, or any community, you know, this is what you can pick from this, this, or this. And that's what you go with. We have the floor plans there on the website, but it's more of just a starting point uh, to give people ideas, uh, but certainly we can customize any of those. Um, the first step back to your original question, Darren, is is really to look and find a lot that you would like. Um, and um, again, we've got um, probably still maybe 20 lots left uh, or so. Um, and that would be uh, a process that that, that I can uh, you know, have the, the the folks out and we can tour and walk the land and, and show where the house would be and take a look at the view and all those kinds of things. Um, there's also a map on our website of what lots are available to give you a rough idea. But until you're out there and can really walk uh, the lots, you, you don't get an exact view of what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say first step would be um, – to contact me and um, we, we come out and we look at lots and um, just decide kind of what lot you want. And then from there would be to talk about the construction of what you're looking for, whether it's ranch, two story, you know, what what do you want the house to look like from a size standpoint? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the folks are doing those walkout basements um, right out to the golf course. Um, so there's certain lots that it can accustom, um, you know, that can fit those. Um, but that's kind of, I would say first step um, is is lot fixture, and I'm happy to help anybody that's interested.
1: So phone number or website. You mentioned the website a second ago. Just kind of recap everything. If people want more information, what's the best way to contact you?
2: Yeah, so uh, the reserve at blackthorn.com has pretty much all the information, lot prices, everything you would need in there. And then on there, there's a contact me uh, form. That comes right to my uh, email. You can uh, reach me that way, Uh, or you can call uh, the golf course at 574-232-4653, and then my personal email is tim at com.
1: Fantastic. And Tim, if I'm not mistaken, unless I'm misjudging what I'm seeing, it looked like one of the houses you mentioned you could have your own golf court. It looks like someone built a garage with a smaller garage door that seems to fit a golf cart perfectly. I think I would have to have that in my house.
2: Yeah, that's a nice touch. Uh, and then the other part of their basement, they put in a simulator. So oh. they've got the whole, the whole gamut uh, down there for uh, golf junkies.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. So when it's snowing out, you go down to the golf simulator, you look out, you can see the first hole, the ninth (laughs) hole, and you can hit golf shots. And, I mean, I assume there's a button you can push and the deer will run across at any time that you would like as well.
2: (laughs) Right, yep. And we'll run you over a a six-pack of beer if you
1: need it, too. Yeah, the maintenance crew, I I think we could probably take care of that as part of our duties, that's for sure. (laughs) All right, Tim Firestone, Darren Pritchett with you, Corona Premier Golf Show, again, reserve at blackthorn.com. A great place to go to get some of the details on this golf community that Tim has developed at Blackthorn Golf Club in South Bend. More of the Corona Premier Golf Show coming up next on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is the Corona Premier Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett, joined by Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club in South Bend. Tim, it's been a strange golf season for so many reasons, including in the Midwest. We've had such lousy weather. But from a golf news perspective, it's been just fascinating to watch all the drama that has come forth due to this greg norman tour that is based by some well not really good people from saudi arabia as they're trying to start basically a world tour with some purses that are absolutely off the chart if you think some of the pga tour money that's out there is unbelievable well this particular tour is trying to top that. In fact, there would be a whole bunch of tournaments played on American soil. Obviously, the spotlight was on Phil Mickelson a few months ago when he did an interview, and whether it was on the record or off the record, that's up for debate. He made some comments that, hey, these Saudi people are scary. I mean, they have killed Americans, but basically he said, I'm using them as leverage against the PGA Tour and it seems like tim that until Phil's comments came out and there was such a pushback from so many people there were quite a few players in the top 50 in the world golf rankings that were considering going to this other tour and i think also when the PGA Tour said you could face lifetime banishment if you go play on this tour i think that soured a lot of people as well But I guess I'm kind of mystified. The money is so good on the PGA Tour. TV ratings are doing great. People love watching golf. People love watching these guys play. Why would they throw out the possibility of losing some of their popularity by going to play on this other tour that just seems kind of sketchy? And I don't know if that's the right word or not, but you know where I'm going with this. Are you surprised that this particular tour has picked up so much, I guess, popularity with some of the guys that we know they are at the top of the world golf rankings?
2: Yeah, I mean, a couple things. Um, you know, I, uh, I saw an interview with Greg Norman last week where he talked about um, he felt like they had, you know, uh, 20 to 25 commitments from the top players in the world prior Phil's comments. And as soon as that all hit uh, the news and, and, and went, those those folks kind of backed out and, and, and have, have kind of lost um, interest in doing it. So as far as I know, and I'm not an expert on this, is that there, has, there hasn't there has been any uh, tour player other than I saw um, Robert Garrigus has been kind of the only one that is uh, committed to that tour. Um um, so it's really been strange. Um, clearly the, the PGA tour has put its foot down. Um, it doesn't want the, the players there. I think that what made it intriguing for the top notch players maybe was that they had, uh, maybe some guaranteed, uh, appearance fees, um, that if they played in these events, no matter if they won or lost, they were going to get paid, um, you know, let's face it, you know, the top players, people tune in to watch, even if they're not winning the tournament, that's what drives the popularity of the PGA Tour. And so I think these players feel, obviously Phil and his comments, feel like they are entitled to share in some of that profit based upon their popularity and, in, in, uh, uh, you know, with, with not only spectators, but all the sponsors. Um and so I, I think that's kind of where it's stemming from is that the top players, where they can't come out and say that, you know, it may sound greedy, but they just, I think, felt like, hey, where's our piece of the puzzle for making this tour uh, as lucrative as it's become?
1: Hmm. Well, I guess, Tim, this is why, and I'm going to guess within the last year or so, maybe a little longer, the PGA Tour came out with. Almost a name image contest and maybe contest isn't the right word, but the guys who are the most recognizable, got the most clicks, however you want to come together in deciding who did what, but the top guys got a pretty good bonus along the way. And I guess it's no surprise who were the top two guys in this particular so called contest.
2: Yeah, I mean I think Tiger, you know, Tiger won and didn't I mean he didn't play an event. <laughs> Uh, in that season, and he won $10 million. But again, his Instagram page and his Twitter account and you know all the that he's doing um, are, are driving the game still. I mean, even look at, again, he comes and plays in the Masters, the highest-rated Masters, and I forget what they said how many years, but he moves the needle, so why share in some of the wealth? And then Phil was number two. You know, people tune in to watch Bill. Um, and I don't know if it was 50 or $60 million, but the two were put in a significant amount of money uh, to pay these guys uh, for their influence on the game.
1: Tim, I know one thing about American sports fans. They may be mad at you for a while, but we always love a comeback story. And Tiger's a prime example. Some of the things that happened to him away from the golf course, not everybody was cheering for him right away. But you look at what happened this time around after that horrible car accident, he comes back to the Masters, and I think a lot of those same people that would not cheer for him after his marital affairs came out, this time around there were a lot of those same people that were cheering for him. I bring this up because... We have not seen or heard from Phil Mickelson since February. He did not play the Masters for the first time since 1994. Now, apparently, he's in for the PGA Championship, which is coming up later this month. I guess eventually a lot of people will welcome him back with open arms and maybe cheer for him again. But I think those comments did a lot of damage. It's a weird look for Phil because he was on top of the world. He won a major at the age of 50. Everybody, not everybody, but you know what I mean, most people love to watch Phil play golf. He's a great personality. He's great on social media. It feels like he's thrown all that away after those comments.
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's a shame. Um, I think, obviously, if he had to do it all over again, uh, he wouldn't have said those things. Who knows if he was having uh, a few sips of a <laughs> bottle of Cabernet or, or what, <laughs> what he was into. Um, but it's just, man, just off-the-wall uh, comments that uh, really, yeah, I would say basically spoiled a, a year of his career, yeah. and he'll have some rebuilding to do. Um you know, when it comes to his reputation, but I think he's going to bounce back. You know, I do. I think there's enough people that, that, that love Phil. Um, and I, I think he'll, it's been a learning opportunity for him and he'll come back and say, and do the right thing. And this will blow over within the next, you know, six months to a year.
1: Tim, in about 30 seconds, I know the golf course will be open with the great weather coming this upcoming week.
2: Come on out, man. the course, is in great shape. Yep. Um, Darren and the crew have done a great job. We're still investing money just because it's been cold and rainy. Uh Come on out dot uh, blackthorngolf.com or 232-4653. And Junior Camp sign-ups are open as well on the website. So come see us.
1: Tim, always great to talk to you. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Sounds good, Darren. Take
1: care. That's Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club in South Bend. I'll wrap up the Corona Premier Golf Show next on WSBT. Well, that's going to do it for this week's installment of the Corona Premier Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. My thanks to Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club in South Bend. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the golf course. I'm Darren Pritchett, the Corona Premier Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT South Bend.
0: This has been the Corona Premier Golf Show, presented by Corona Premier, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Also brought to you by Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, and by Erskine Park Golf Course, Elbel Park Golf Course, and Studebaker Park Golf Course. Hear the Corona Premier Golf Show every Saturday morning at 8, or catch the podcast at wsbtradio.com or on the WSBT Radio app.